John Rappaport, no more fake news. During the past two years, I've made comments about what goes on in research labs. The lunatic science, the cruelty visited on humans and animals, who are the test subjects. My work on this goes back to the 1980s, when I was writing my first book, AIDS Incorporated after reading Renegade and leaked literature at that time, I made the following assessment. To prove their hypotheses about germs causing diseases, researchers will first do anything to weaken animals, so it then seems injecting them with, purported to germs is infecting them and making them sick. This prep work to weaken animals includes destructive genetic modification, the injection of toxic chemicals and drugs, the removal of the animal's immune systems, the injection of toxic serums composed of material taken from other animal species, exposing the animals to high doses of radiation, the grafting of material onto the animals from other species, the caging and isolation of the animals for long periods, which produces great stress and immune system suppression, drilling holes in animals and attaching restraints and sensors to them and inside them, berating the animals, treating them as objects, conducting research in unsanitary and unclean facilities, and then, finally, issuing falsified records to support lies about outcomes, in order to prove predestined conclusions. The entire catalogue of torture is couched and concealed in dry technical language and euphemism. Medical journals describe nothing about the animals' reactions to this brutal savagery. If they did, the researchers would be exposed as rank sadists, their work would be discredited, and eventually there would be a public uproar. As for human test subjects, perhaps you've heard of the radiation experiments performed on patients in U.S. hospitals during World War II. Bottom line, scientists and government officials decided they needed to know how much radiation would kill a human. After all, workers at the Manhattan Project were trying to build an atomic bomb. They were being exposed to radiation. So terminally ill patients were selected. Informed consent was out of the question. The unknowing patients were secretly injected with high doses of radioactive elements. Tissue samples were taken and analyzed. As it turned out, some of the patients were not terminal. They had been misdiagnosed, or doctors knew up front that they were relatively healthy. The whole study was highly classified, and few people knew of its existence. From the Atomic Heritage Foundation's 2017 report, Human Radiation Experiments, here are descriptions of two of the patients. Eb Cade was the first test subject. Cade was a 53-year-old African-American male who worked for an Oak Ridge construction company as a cement mixer. On March 24, 1945, he was involved in an auto accident, which caused fractures in his arm and leg. Documents from the time show that he was otherwise healthy. Over the next two weeks, he was given the codename HP-12, with HP standing for human product. Dr. Friedel wrote to Dr. Hempelman at Los Alamos that he had found a primary subject for the plutonium experiment. On April 10, 1945, Dr. Joseph Howland administered a plutonium dose of 4.7 micrograms to Cade, who was awaiting a procedure to set his bones. From 1943 to 1945, the maximum possible body burden, MPBB, for plutonium had been 5 micrograms, based on limits adopted for radium. Based on animal experimentation, Langham and Friedel had recently concluded that because plutonium remained in the bone for longer than radium, the MPBB should actually be set at 1 microgram. Kate's dose was nearly five times that limit. Kate was not treated for his arm and leg injuries until April 15, five days after the injection, so that the doctors would be able to biopsy his bone samples. This included extracting 15 of his teeth, which were subsequently shipped to Wright Langham at Los Alamos. It is unclear if Cade suffered from legitimate tooth decay. Shortly after his bones had been set, Cade suddenly discharged himself from the hospital. 
He moved out of Tennessee and died of heart failure on April 13, 1953, eight years after the Oak Ridge injection. Another questionable case was Cal 2, a four-year-old boy named Simeon Shaw suffering from terminal bone cancer. He was flown with his mother to the UCSF hospital in a U.S. military plane from Australia, apparently under the advisement of a physician in Australia. He arrived in California in April 1946 and was admitted to the hospital. For some time, he was separated, from, his mother, who was only allowed visits periodically. Simeon received a plutonium injection at UCSF under the oversight of Joseph Hamilton and was discharged from the hospital within a month. The Shaws returned to Australia and no follow-ups were ever conducted. Simeon died eight months later. The physicians involved, in the entire project, knew that the procedures had no therapeutic benefits, and would be detrimental in the long run if the patients lived. Human experimentation was justified by the claim that the patients were terminally ill, however, this was not true in all cases. Repeated errors in diagnosis, procedure, documentation, and research were made, ultimately calling into question the efficacy of the experiments themselves. The doctors and bureaucrats didn't even have the ethics or common sense to make their reports usable. Nothing has changed. The COVID vaccines are injuring and killing huge numbers of people all over the world, and governments and media insist on covering up and twisting the facts about the largest grand experiment in human history. From government leaders in scores of countries, down to decrepit pundits like Noam Chomsky, the word is out, the unvaccinated are lepers and must be isolated from the rest of society. But sometimes the test subjects rebel and break out of their cages. When they do, they aren't good little boys and girls. Then they're called insurrectionists and terrorists. But the truth is much simpler. Living beings don't like to be tortured. This article, republished with permission, originally appeared here. Copyright John Rappaport. All rights reserved. The author of three explosive collections, The Matrix Revealed, Exit from the Matrix and Power Outside the Matrix, John Rappaport was a candidate for a U.S. congressional seat in the 29th District of California. Nominated for a Pulitzer Prize, he has worked as an investigative reporter for 30 years, writing articles on politics, medicine and health for CBS Health Watch, LA Weekly, Spin Magazine, Stern, and other newspapers and magazines in the U.S. and Europe. John has delivered lectures and seminars on global politics, health, logic and creative power to audiences around the world. You can sign up for his free emails here. To read about John's mega collection, Exit from the Matrix, click here.